Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Healing Feminine Shame podcast. I am Devin, and I am so happy to be here with you. Today, we're going to fun places. Don't we always go to fun places, right? Yes, yes. Um, no, today is, is especially fun. This is a topic that is so near and dear to my heart and I feel like comes up in all of my clients and it's super timely as we are in the early part of spring at the moment. However, it doesn't matter because these energies are are alive and within us regardless of the actual season. So we are getting into de-shaming and reclaiming the power of the initiate archetype. And so this is the beginner the student being new and and fresh at something and we're getting into why that can feel scary why being in that position can feel scary how it shows up and how to overcome it all right so buckle up strap in that's where we're headed so like i said we're in early spring right now and it's helpful to have um sometimes like a a tangible visceral entry point because when we're talking about more subtle things more energies qualities of things like the initiate archetype that can feel for some of us like out of reach right like what is she talking about so we can use the entry point of the season of spring to help us to tune in to these subtle energetic aspects that are alive within us all the time like i said so on Inner Spark's wheel, we have this time represented by the initiate. And each season has its own flavor, right? So each of these archetypes is, is a representation of these seasons. So the initiate is alive and here and available to us at, at any time. And it's a time of beginnings of newness, of studentship, of childlike wonder and innocence, of birth, air, insight, the mind, inspiration, dawn, hope, youth. So just kind of like feel into these qualities. Yeah, very specific, like fresh, new beginnings, growth. I think of little baby seedlings. They represent, these these energies, represent all things new, being naive, being innocent and fresh. If you're into tarot, we can, we can think about this as the fool. So it's just that very like baby, childlike potentiality, limitless possibilities, just very beautiful place of, of emerging and taking action and blossoming and embracing possibilities and the fertility of life and ourselves as initiators, as 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 creators, as as catalysts, catalyzers. So from the initiate, from these these qualities, and I'm giving us this this background, this foundation, so that we can really understand what we're talking about, and then we'll get into how this shows up and why why it can feel so scary and so shameful. So from the initiate emerges this very beautiful childlike part of us. 
And this part of us is very curious and very open and very tender and naive and sweet. And as you know, that's very quite uh, juxtaposed to what is allowed and preferred in our mainstream culture. It is not a good thing to not know. It is not a safe thing to not know. It is a um, better to like know the things and be able to move quickly and be productive and not have to stop and and you know learn something or or pick something up. It's a very quick, fast-paced, um, out outward, externally focused society that that we have cultivated across the centuries so this this childlike initiate newness energy is something that we can shun want to brush past quite quickly to move on to the other stuff you know even if maybe we're not ready to move on to that next um, level or phase or chapter or whatever it is but it's like we just want to get there quick and in a hurry and the, the truth is, and, and the sad part is, this is, this is the foundation for growth. This is like the, the literal, you know, like when we're building a house, like this is the foundation. This is what holds it all together and is that um, strong base, the root for everything else that will go on top of it. So this is a very important quality, a very important um, phase and role to, to be in. And we can wear this role anytime, right? Like we could actually be students if we're learning something or in school or in a course. We are doing this when we're in a new relationship or putting on a new role. If you've become a parent or are, are um, in a new new position with your work, like there's always times and places where this opportunity will present itself to us. And so sinking into it and allowing it is so important to have that solid foundation. This is how we, we bud into a, a full bloomed, fully blossomed master or um, the high priestess archetype. When we look at the wheel and we look across the wheel, the high priestess is at the, um, the autumn equinox across the way. So from initiate to high priestess, this, this more masterful um, like teacher role, right? So it's like, how, how am I gonna go there and be this really solid, integrated, um, serviceful, <laughs> I'm making up words, in service human, if, if I'm not really embracing this, this part, this part. The role of studentship and, and beginner and, and newbie is a catalyst for growth and expansion. Without taking that time to be in the unknown, to be um, brand new, we're not going to really tap into our potential and our capability to be you know, what's on the other side of that? What, what does it look like to be this, this fully blossomed being? And we can, we can see this, this stage mirrored to us through blossoming plants in spring, 
um, the waxing of the moon when, when she's growing from her new phase, you know? Um, the inhalation of the breath really wonderfully captures that, that energy, that essence of right, expanding, breathing in, taking in the energy, taking in the, the, the prana, the chi, the life force, and just feeling like what that can do. So these ways of tapping into this, this subtle energy, it's, it's really a ramping up and an anticipatory build that can take us to really just new heights if we let it, if we let it. And so many of us are not. And this all sounds great, right? Like it sounds well and good and lofty and beautiful, right? But for many of us, actually putting this into practice and embracing this part is downright terrifying. Is that your experience? Have you had that experience? <laughs> I'm curious, share with me. It feels scary and, ready, shameful to not know, to need help, to be a beginner. Many responses to those opportunities are to hide out, to feel small, to feel ashamed, to internalize um, the fact that you have areas for growth to, to make some meaning of that and to internalize it as something negative about you, right? Like, I'm dumb, I'm not good enough, I should have this figured out already. And additionally, some responses look like feeling like you have to do it all and figure it out all on your own. There's an avoidance to asking for help, to being seen in your, in your newness. And then that leads, of course, to more bitterness resentful feelings towards yourself and others and it just kind of becomes this this feedback loop of shame that keeps you stuck and unable to progress along the intended growth journey of your life because I mean look I don't have it all figured out all right I don't know who does but I do feel like we came here to to have an experience and to grow and to learn and I know that if you're watching and you follow me and you're here with me, that's a value for you as well. And so in order to live that value, to walk that talk, like you need to embrace and de-shame this beginner, student, um, newbie, initiate energy within you. Because that is the doorway to, to that growth, to those experiences, to those, those limitless possibilities into really blossoming into your potential. I'm going to keep using springtime puns of blossoming and blooming because because I can because it's spring and I'm wearing a wonderful flowery top today. So how and when does this show up in our lives? So you have this opportunity to to be new right? There's something you might want to learn. There is an opportunity for a new position. There is a conversation that you're having with somebody and you don't know the answer or you're intimidated by their knowledge of a topic or their experiences with some aspect of something. You want to try a new class or a new form of movement. You want to try something new with your partner. 
you want to explore new ways of expressing yourself creatively, you want to explore new ways of offering your services, so many new, 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 new ways of, of living and doing things. And so as those show up, how can we shift our perspective? How does this show up and how can we shift our perspective and our relationship with these these times of discomfort when this shame around being new, around being a beginner, around not knowing ultimately show up? Because that's ultimately what it is. It's the shame around not knowing that keeps us stuck and unable to like progress into something, something more. So physically, we can start with the, the physical body. Physically, this shows up when we are doing new things with the body or things that we've decided that our bodies aren't supposed to do because they're not, you know, whatever, not fit to do them or not appropriate to do them, you know, whatever those, those many, many stories look like. So this can be trying a new form of exercise or movement, sex, dancing, wearing certain things that we like, but maybe we're convinced we're not supposed to like them because we don't have the right body shape or we're too old or too young or whatever, right? All of these different different stories and different things that can show up. Trying a new form of movement can feel very intimidating, even if you're alone in your own house, right? And you're like watching something on YouTube. Sex is a very vulnerable time, even if it's um, you know, with the same person that you've been doing it with, it can still feel this sense of, of shame with, with the physical body. Because every time, even if it is a new person or if it's the same person, every time is, is, a, is a new experience. So even things that we've done many times, there's still this, this, this essence of newness, this energy of, of the initiate when we are engaging in these activities. So another thing also to consider with the physical body is that it is the container for all of our experiences, all of our experiences. So it will always be impacted by the ways that this shame plays out for us, always. So how do we address and overcome the ways that this shows up physically? Meet yourself where you are and just do the thing to your current level of comfort and evolve from there. Just do, do the thing, do the new thing, do the old thing with a new perspective and what really welcome that sense of curiosity, physical sensation and the felt experience of your awareness. Yeah. So favor that rather than entertaining the stories, really welcome that childlike innocence and sense of wonder. Emotionally, Shame around the qualities of the initiate can show up when we want to express ourselves, express emotions, especially ones that have been dubbed childlike or inappropriate, which let's be real, as I said in our current culture, um, pretty much any emotion that isn't like neutral or happy is like shameful, right? Have you been shamed for your emotions? Because I know I have. So anything that's not just this like even, whatever, neutral 
you know, I, I don't know anything that's naturally like this straight line, it doesn't happen, um, is shamed. So when we're having any type of emotional response that isn't the accepted one, there's going to be also like a sense of shame layered on top of it because it's like, oh crap, I'm, I'm doing something that, that isn't um, acceptable or allowed. And so when we're met with these, these kinds of resistances and fears towards being the beginner, towards, towards the initiate, you can see it's like we're kind of getting this like double, triple whammy in the emotional body and in the responses that, that come up. And so these, again, these, these are things like sadness, crying, whether it's tears of joy or happiness, it's like we're so freaked out by tears. Um, frustration, insecurity, guilt, fear, anxiety, embarrassment, inadequacy, anger. Yeah? So really letting yourself feel and express and tap into your own inner innocence, your own inner childlike place to really guide you to your authentic feelings and your authentic emotions. That place of you that is, is untouched by all the like programming and the things that say you have to be just like this, super neutral and happy and high vibe and no other emotions because it's inappropriate. Yeah, so tapping into that, that place that's like authentically you and, and innocent and let it guide you to that to that place and another awesome thing when you're working with with the initiate and with the beginner to to feel what is authentic for you and how how this is showing up is to notice what comes up as you let yourself be in that role or entertain being in that role like what emotions come up is there um fear, anxiety? How do you feel about being new at something? And follow, follow those breadcrumbs, follow those threads. Mentally, when we're embarking on something new, there can be this, this uh, fear of appearing weak or stupid, and there can be resistance towards asking for help and feeling like we must do it all and figure it all out on our own. Have you felt that one? Is there resistance towards asking for help? Needing help is a good thing. Needing help means that you are at an edge, right? Like you have taken something as far as you can on your own. I don't care if that's like carrying groceries into the house. Like. If it can be made easier by asking somebody to, to support you, like, sure, maybe you could do it, but is it, is it worth it to do it by yourself when somebody is right there can graciously offer you support and, like, carry those groceries the rest of the way, right? So needing help is a wonderful thing. It signifies that you've done an amazing job. You've taken something as far as you can, and then we're going we're gonna to get some support. We're going to get some support to, to carry this thing across the, across the finish line. And this is especially hard for those of us with early life trauma and neglect because it doesn't feel safe to not know. Maybe it was 
damn near impossible to to get help even if we wanted to ask for it because there were unreliable or unavailable caretakers around us so it feels it feels unsafe it feels unsafe to not know it feels unsafe to be in that role of vulnerability and it feels exhausting also to think of continually having to be on our own trying to figure it out so we couple those two things together and then there's like an avoidance of new things altogether which seriously stifles our growth and our potential so how do we support that challenge the stories and beliefs you hold as they arise is this really true for you right now is it really actually not safe right now to be new and to not know something do you really actually have to do these things on your own are you actually going to be able to to do or become or experience what you are wanting and really desiring completely on your own like odds are probably like not or maybe yes and maybe not to the full blossomed blooming way that you know is possible it's okay to ask for support and you can trust yourself trust yourself to identify safe spaces and people that can support you on those next steps to, to get the thing over over the finish line mastery isn't achieved in isolation so when we're we're here at, at the initiate there's shame around not knowing there's shame around needing the support um you know we we we're not going to ask for it and therefore we're going to stifle our potential and again at the other side of the wheel is the high priestess this 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 mastery and so you're essentially reaching out to somebody who's there who can help to take you there and then maybe you can turn around and bring somebody else with you in this beautiful cycle as it's meant to be. And honestly, just this is something I really personally wish I would have accepted sooner. I fall into the category of coming from early life trauma and neglect and had such resistance to asking for help, to being seen in what I perceived as vulnerabilities to me not knowing is like it's it was a weakness it was a vulnerability it was scary unsafe i didn't want people to seem like that i'm gonna figure it out on my own and then go do the things and my goodness the time and frustration and money and stress i could have saved myself right i i could probably look 10 years younger if not for those 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 times in my life when i really resisted and just dug my heels in and, and didn't allow myself to to really be seen and so then we kind of stay stuck in the initiate place like it's a cool place to be but we don't we don't want to be stuck here like mama earth isn't in springtime all the time she's got shit to do she's got her beautiful rhythms and spirals and cycles and she wants to keep doing them and sure she'll swing by again to the initiate again and and as she continues through all of the journey, just as we will, we don't want to get stuck and stay in a place. And shame will keep us stuck. Shame will keep us stuck. <laughs> so one last component here, looking at 
how shame around the qualities of the initiate can show up on a more spiritual, um, energetic level. And this can be in the form of hesitation and resistance towards embarking upon new ways of of communing with um, your own connection to source and to spirit without dogma. And so those that are overcoming spiritual and religious trauma will be probably more acutely aware of this in their lives. Overcoming those things and returning to a state of childlike connection and wonder with the divine of your own heart and understanding is something that is scary and shameful for many of us. It's like, we're not doing it right, or we're weird, or who am I? You know, there, there's this like deep sense of needing a gatekeeper, or um, just so many, so many layers and levels and, and, and stories and things wrapped up here. And so we can use the qualities, the, the essence of the initiate. So this, this really curious, childlike, um, new, beginner, innocent mind to tap into that untainted part of ourselves just like with, with emotional expression. So this is, this is the invitation to dig beneath the layers of stuff and to really tap back into your own inner spark, your own inner spark, that place of you that is untainted and, and clear of the, the programming and the old limiting uh, stories and beliefs. So tapping into that untainted part of ourselves, an authentic and nourishing connection with, um, with source spirit, your own energy, your own, really just any subtle aspect of yourself, the world, the universe, however that feels and looks for you, is definitely possible. Using that spark of aliveness, <laughs> using that spark of aliveness and creativity and innocence to to guide you. Oh, so good. So just a few last things. This has been a hefty little discussion. As opportunities arise, so I'm, I'm going to leave you with some parting questions to to ponder. And I really invite your responses to these. So come hang out in the Healing Feminine Shame Facebook group and share with me. So as opportunities arise, or perhaps reflecting on ones that have already arisen in the past, as these opportunities come up to work with the qualities of the initiate within yourself, notice your responses. So when met with an opportunity to be new, be a beginner, be seen in, in a vulnerable place, um, ask for help, need help. When these opportunities arise, what are your responses? What happens in your physical body? What emotions come up? What thoughts and stories begin to play? And where is your connection to yourself as, as subtle as spirit, as energy? 
When shame is dictating the show, we're disconnected from ourselves. Disconnected AF from ourselves and miss out on life. And so let your responses to opportunities to be in the qualities of the initiate guide you to freedom. So you're challenging these things. You're, you're really looking at these, these things. These are all just opportunities. Everything is an opportunity to dive more deeply into yourself, to live from your inner spark and to unravel and clear the shame that prevents you from doing so. So where do you embrace the initiate? Where and how do you embrace the initiate? And where and how do you resist the initiate? Where do you more acutely recognize shame associated with working with the qualities of the initiate? Is it a particular aspect of your life or in a relationship or in a role that you wear? Whether that's parent, boss, um, you know, volunteer, church member, all these different roles that, that we wear. Is it in the way that your physical body responds or the way that specific emotions, thoughts, beliefs arise? Where do you, where do you recognize shame that's associated with the initiate? Ultimately, we'll be faced with opportunities to be a beginner, a student, and a newbie. We want these opportunities, we welcome them. And rather than meeting them with anxiety, resistance, and shame, we can use them to be the catalysts for growth and self-discovery that they're meant to be. We can use these times to help to really catapult and expand and, 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 and bloom and blossom us. We can dive deeply into the majesty of ourselves, this like beautiful, wild universe just within our own self, and we can unravel shame and follow the magic of the initiate to our own inner childlike innocence and wonder. And this can really be the missing ingredient for more ease and joy and fun and vitality and health and wholeness. So enjoy the process. Come share with me your experiences. If you enjoyed today's talk, I invite you to continue following along, subscribe, and share with a friend that you feel would also benefit. And I will see you next time.